What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this Stanley Cup playoff update here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. It is myself, Greg Piatelli, and Mark Higgins giving you an update of the first round. What's been going on? The Bruins and Capitals are three games in. The Maple Leafs and Canadians kicked off things tonight. We did record this episode before that game happened. So enjoy our ramblings about the Thursday night games. Because some we were right, some we were wrong. It was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. But enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the podcast here on the Bullpen Card podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Another playoff hockey episode. We are well underway. And after four overtimes, got to get the reactions from the boys. The two dudes from Boston. We'll start with Greggy P. How are you, my friend? You always start with me. I'm exhausted. Um... Three games, four overtimes, like you said. I guess we'd expect nothing less from uh, the Bruins Capitals, to be honest. And, you know, we all ex- we, have, we all called it. We all expected it. And uh, it's lived up to the billing, for sure, the yeah. series. Yeah, we uh, a little inside the podcast, we talked about maybe trying to do this after game three, which is the one that went to double overtime. Thank God we didn't. Mark? Yeah, that would have that been a huge, uh, huge miss. That would have been a huge miss. We would have, uh, I mean, we probably would have just pushed it off to today. We're doing it Thursday evening. Mark, let's throw it over to you. How are you, my friend? Doing great, boys. Glad we're doing this this week. Um, good thing the Bruins game started at 6.30 last night. That was a long one. But, yeah, playoffs have been super entertaining. Um, and, you know, tonight we got some new game, new matchups. The Leafs and Habs play their first game against each other. So looking forward to that. Yeah, we, uh, we finally get every series underway. We got the PGA. It's going to be a great weekend. And, uh, yeah, the, the 6.30 starts have been interesting. It almost feels like the bubble when they had the 1 o'clock starts and all that stuff. But, it's uh, it, yeah, it's a nice little added layer to it rather than, you know, having multiple games firing off at once. There still is that, you know, once you get into the evening. But the, the earlier start has been pretty great. But... Let's start with the Bruins and Capitals. We mentioned it four overtimes, three games. Bruins are up two to one. Mark, we'll start with you. How are you feeling right now with the 2-1 lead? Yeah, I mean, I had Bruins in seven, so this is going to be a long series. It's nowhere near over. I think the Bruins have, haven't held a lead the past two games, but they won the last two games, right? So it's just like pulling my hair out of my head the whole time. I mean, Capitals are, we said they're a heavy team, but my God, Tom Wilson's just throwing people around like, like a man amongst boys out there. It's, it's been, uh, it's been wild. Um, I, I mean, the first game was very, very frustrating. Greg and I watched it at Banners, a, a new bar around the TD Garden with a giant like movie screen TV. So didn't really watch too much like detail of the game in that one, but um, the last two ones, very physical, 
um, down to the wire. I, has there ever been three games in a row that have gone to OT? That is that it has to have been. I don't know, Greg. Yeah. Greg, do you have any idea about that? No, I, I mean, you're the you're the stack you're the stack guy, Jordy. I'd be, I'm um, saying yes. I'd I'd put a for putting odds on it. I'd say it's like minus two hundred. That yes, that's happened. But who knows? Uh, all right, you t- Google you Google you Google it while I talk about the about all right, all right. My, my reactions and like Mark said, uh, we saw the loss together, so we may not be able to watch uh, any more Bruins games uh, together in person for the rest of the the time here, but. I mean, we all said that this was going to be a close series. This is definitely the series, the, the best series of the first round, and it's proven and lived up to it. Um, the Capitals are a team that always plays the Bruins tough because they just have four lines of physical players. Even Ovechkin, their, their superstar, is a physical player, whereas Pasternak is the Bruins' sort of superstar, if you will, and he's more of a of a finesse player, even, even Bergeron, the, the two way players, a finesse player, not necessarily a huge hitter. And, and Marshawn obviously has his tactics. So, you know, it's the capitals are a team that physically Im- wants to impose their will. And there are times throughout the three games so far that they have done that. And I mean, you watch game one, it was all fluky tips. It was all, even game two, the, there's no real, like the goals that the capitals were getting were not really, anything skill related it was all tips and bodies in front and and deflections etc whereas the Bruins were tic-tac trying to set things up you know Taylor Hall obviously had the highlight goal last night in the the Bruins 3-2 win in double overtime but the uh the Capitals are doing what they do well and and grinding down the Bruins and I think the Bruins have responded nicely and and matching the intensity there like i said there are times where the capitals impose the will and the bruins need to start stepping up a little bit but eventually they figured out they've come back in every game and and uh had to had to grind out to well at least last two grind out to tie it late and then uh win in overtime so it was it was nice to see a couple wins jordy and friday night game four game five uh sunday it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting yeah it'll be pretty fun and you mentioned it hall has been unreal in the playoffs we talked about how great he was in the end of the regular season he's been awesome to watch incredible goal from him there a little blunder um is that the, the game winner the one the goalie muffed yes that was uh craig smith though not taylor hall but yeah they, yeah yeah I, I was trying to go through the other ones and then the the tic-tac-toe from marshawn on the power play it just yeah. it's just clicking and it, even in some of the other games they've just been you mentioned it the the big guys, or the big names for the Bruins have been awesome, and they're just such a good forechecking team. One of their goals, the Capitals fucked around in their own zone, and the Bruins made them pay. You know, this is something that I joked about how shitty the Flyers breakout was, but any sort of, you know, messing around in your zone, the Bruins, they're well coached that way, so they're going to do that sort of stuff. You know, their grinders on the yeah, Capitals the skills, are, yeah. are, you know, they're getting the job done, and they're playing physical, and we'll, we'll see how that longevity goes throughout the series. But you know, and they're getting they're getting top to bottom scoring too. Garnet Hathaway, friend of a friend of the friend of a friend of the program, or shout out Goldberg, uh, scoring two goals in game two. But you know, yeah, Ovechkin and, and finally got involved, had... and and we'll see. Uh, or he finally scored a goal. He's had a few assists, but we'll see how the rest of this goes. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah, and they and they had a uh, they had a um, who's the guy Mark that scored last night? He he's got two goals this year. He has two goals all season. Yeah. Gross. 
Dowd, yeah, Dowd, yeah, DeBrus for the Bruins, but Dowd for the Capitals had two goals all season and two goals this series already. And, and uh, you know, like I said, they're just they're grinding out goals, getting bodies in front, and that's like, you know, good for them. They're doing it the right way, or not the right way, but their way, I guess. And the issue I think the Bruins now have five on five, the Bruins sort of dictating, controlling the pace. They, the problem is that there's so many penalties both ways. Like there's 10 power plays combined, maybe 11 power plays last night. And there was just no flow to the, at least for the Bruins, they kept having to mix match lines game two. They had an injury to Crowley early. They had to mix match lines there. So it'd be interesting to see as the series continues, you know, how the lines will five on five, if they can stay out of the box and, or if this mix mismatch and keep mixing and matching through the seven games is going to work out or not. I think, they got lucky the last couple of games with that, but that you certainly can't. You know, there's there's something to uh, to to be said about chemistry and, and not always jumbling things. So hopefully that changes. But sorry, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say before um, last week when we were doing our predictions, I said the only way the Bruins are gonna win the series is if our depth guys step up. Guys like Coyle, uh, DeBrusque, and so far they've been looking really well. DeBrusque has two goals, um, but this series Coyle. has a little bit of yeah. The series is a little bit of everything so far. You got Marshawn with his antics, with a stick around guys' necks. Um, little the goalie drama with the Capitals, their guy get, getting hurt the first game. And then um, the old guy, Anderson, comes in. Bruins didn't take advantage of that. And then they had Samson off uh, this most recent game. He played pretty well. But uh, I was looking at Tugaras stats. He's gotten better every single game. So he's starting to find his groove. That's huge. Um, Pasternak's a little snake bitten. He's got 19 shots, no goals yet. Uh, but two assists, but, um, and Charlie McAvoy, he's really standing out in my eyes. Like he's just controlling the play, logging the most minutes on both sides. Um, I'm loving to see Chara and Bergeron battling in front of the net. It's, it's been, it's been a pleasure to watch and I'm looking forward to uh, the remaining games here. The series is long, long uh, from over, far from over, I should say. Yeah. You brought up the goalies. I was going to ask you guys about that of the Tukas look better. Samsonov looked great last night, coming back from injury. Do you guys think the fact that he's back makes a huge difference, or is it going to be business as usual for the rest of the series? Who are the Samsonov? Yeah, whatever? Samsonov being back. The, I mean, he had the, he was on the COVID list, so I feel like they still practice on that COVID list. No, maybe I'm wrong there. But, I think they're shut down entirely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, they only the Bruins only scored three goals last night and and on the road, and he you know they definitely tested him, and I think. Regardless, this was always going to be a defensive goal, like goal scoring series uh, or little limited goal scoring series. And I think that trend is going to continue. I think every game is going to be three, two, four, two, four, three, whatever it is. So, you know, it's take away, take away the, the, the miscommunication in overtime and Mark can talk to us as a defenseman, you know, what the right move is. This is the goalie called out the defenseman called out sort of what's the right move when you're playing a puck behind the net like that, but take away that. And he, he stood on his head. Marshawn had to bat a goal out of midair to, uh, to score the game tire. And I just think that Anderson played well too. You know, you can't fault him. He only had one, one play where he's out of position where he let a, a wraparound goal. So it, it, you know, it's, it is what it is, but I think, if there's an elite all-star goalie in this series uh, for the Capitals, I think, you know, this is a much different conversation for sure, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was just a miscommunication there, like a mental area. He's a young goalie. 
Um, so just got to be. That's the goalie's fault, not the defenseman. That's on the goalie. I mean, he's the quarterback right there. He's the one who initially initially played the puck. I mean, he's got to be aware. Is my defenseman? Has he been out there for a long shift? So far, is he tired? Like, if the guy's has got fresh legs, I'm sure he's going to go and take the puck right away. But obviously, he was a little hesitant. It's on the goalie there. I mean, defenseman, if he's tired, he's just got to be an option. And the goalie can either pass it to him or just flick it up the boards or reverse it the other way. Um, just a little bit of a mental error, and it was funny to see Ovechkin break his stick and then yell something at him in Russian. Um, who knows what he said, but <laughs> the Russian spies getting after yeah, it. Right. <laughs> like yeah, Putin, Putin's going to kill you now in Russia. Uh, yeah, that's no, uh, Jordy. As Jordy, as an outsider, as an outsider, as a non-bias, uh, have you been able to watch these games a little bit of it? Do you, are you seeing the same things or? What's the big takeaway from the outside world? No, I uh, I kind of referenced it that the Bruins they they seem very well put together and the the Capitals are playing physical and that's kind of it's probably the big takeaway is kind of what's going to last through this are the Bruins going to be able to come through and and go through this? You mentioned a couple injuries which obviously you don't want. Tuca probably becomes the question mark. I feel like just from what we saw last year with the bubble with him leaving and everything, but he he's looked great so. It's going to be fun. I think this is in it for the long haul, you know, and we'll uh, – I'm excited and, and, to see how this goes. You guys are right. This has been the most entertaining series by far. We'll jump into the other East series in a moment here. but uh, Yeah, and the, th- the thing that – sorry, I could think about Tuca is like – you got to remember, he barely played in the last month of the season. He was yeah. hurt. He came back. He got hurt right away after coming back from an injury and like – so he's logging minutes, but he's also fresh, right? And and he's still an elite. Yeah, it's, one a, it's of the, the best of both not, worlds kind of thing. It seems like. Yeah, he's still an elite top goalie and one of the best goalies uh, out there. I mean, I think, and the, you know, I, I, everyone wants this young rookie Swayman to to be the guy, but realistically, he's not ready. And and Tuka's still very much the guy, and and will win you a cup. So I mean, I just don't personally. I'm I've I've always been a Tuka guy, and I'm not one of those uh, like other Boston people, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Game Friday, uh, game four. Yeah, we'll see. Got to defend home ice, right, Jordy? I'll, I'll yeah. just end on this. This is the last thing I'll say, and we can move on. But um, as I'm watching this, these games, and before the series even started, I'm just like, the Bruins got to make this out alive. These guys are so heavy on Capitals. Every time Wilson runs up someone over in, in the corner like McAvoy, I just, like, cringe. Like, you got Ovechkin running people over. Wilson, Dowd can hit. Hathaway can hit. Oshie. Chara, Dylan on D, like these guys, like sooner or later, these hits are going to add up like an NFL running back's career ending short. Like I'm just worried about guys like Grizzly and McAvoy just taking these poundings on the board check. So something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. Hopefully Bruins can stay healthy. Yeah, that's probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest storyline of health and the hard hitting. But let's move on. Other series in the East tied 1-1, which I'm immediately wrong on, but the Penguins and the Islanders, the Islanders came out, won the first game in overtime. Penguins grinded out a win in game two. Game three is starting in a little bit here on Thursday night, so you'll all know the result of who has the lead in this series. But, boys, Islanders come out, take game one in a high-scoring game, which very un-New York Islander-like. You would think the Penguins had leads. They had to tie it up late. Um, or they actually had a lead late in the game. But then uh, – or, no, they did have to tie it up. I had the numbers all fucked up. But – the Islanders scored there, and then the Penguins grind out a game in a low-scoring game. It's kind of the opposite of what we thought about this. Greg, we'll start with you. What's your thought been on this whole series? Real quick, I correct me wrong, but I picked the Islanders, no? Uh, let's check and see. 
Uh, no, we all pit Pittsburgh. You have the you have the Penguins winning in six, Mark in five, me with a sweep. Yeah, I mean, the big thing was the Islanders not having their captain and, and how they would respond without him. And we knew that they were a defensive-minded team and like to to start with the lead and, and – start with the lead and then sit on it and, and play that defensive style. And um, I think the first game seeing them put up four goals, definitely a surprise. And if they're going to put up four goals, like that's only going to happen once or twice a series. Um, I think game two is more what it's going to be. And if the Penguins can continue to keep ourselves sort of locked down and, you know, Jeff Carter is a huge pickup already scored a goal. I mean, the Penguins took a two Oh lead and, and kind of relied on the fact that, the Islanders don't have the scoring to, to match that. So uh, good for Pittsburgh, and we'll see tonight uh, how it goes. But I, ultimately, you know, we always knew Pittsburgh was, was sort of the hot team going into the playoffs, and, and the Islanders were the cold team with how they finished and after Anders Lee got hurt. So um, yeah, losing, losing someone, your first-line center and your captain, you know, however many weeks before playoffs is never going to go well for the Islanders. But – uh, I think Jeff Carter, if he can continue to be on the run, he's been on like the, almost like Taylor Hall. You know, you could argue who's who's what's been the better trade between Taylor Hall and Jeff Carter for Pittsburgh or Boston. It's almost a coin toss at this point. But um, you know, it's I think ultimately Pittsburgh does win, but the Islanders. It'll be another. It'll be one one goal scoring games. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a little shocked just to see it kind of go both ways. Great call on Jeff Carter, who. He had a four-goal game last week. I think we might have talked about it coming into this and scored there. Uh, Crosby getting involved pretty well. Crosby uh, getting physical, too. Tristan Jari playing really well, which that was the big question mark with the Penguins coming into it. Um, yeah, it's we're, we'll see how this goes. I think if the Penguins do score three games, that's they probably should be winning those games because the Islanders, I feel like their scoring may continue to fall off. But, Mark, what do you think about this series? Yeah, I mean, um, if I could go back in time, I probably would have said Penguins in six or seven instead of five. Um, I think, you know, Islanders are, are like the Capitals and Bruins where they play like like low, like physical physical hockey. And I, I, in a playoff series, the intensity just heats up. So I think that's to the Islanders' advantage. Um, I do know Malkin is coming back tonight. That's what uh, they're saying. That's just got that update. So that's huge for the Penguins. Um the Islanders are, are interesting. They had this goalie rotation going with Varlamov and Sorokin um, back and forth each game. I don't know how that will play out and, and if they'll eventually stick to a guy. Uh, Barzell, no points yet, so he's due. Crosby, only one goal in two games. Both these teams don't have a power play goal, so uh, a lot of hockey left. 1-1 uh, series. Uh, still think Pittsburgh's going to win it, but um, you never know what's going to happen here. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Penguins definitely get this thing done. Um, I just think the Islanders are running out of steam. And, and Greg mentions Anders Lee. I wasn't buying it as much when he first got hurt, especially because it's a system team. But I don't know if the, the gas just seems like it was running out at the end of the season. They look good the first couple games, but I just feel like there's one game that's the the backbreaker. I feel like it could be tonight. The listeners will, will know the results of this game <laughs> and what happened here. But I think if the Penguins win this, um, you know, I think Mark, you might be right in five. It'd be fun to see it go six or seven, see a, a more physical series, but the Penguins really get their, their high flying going. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that something to be watched. 
Man, I don't. I don't know. I think like Islanders are sneaky. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders win the series, even though I'm picking Pittsburgh. Let's just say that. Yeah, okay. Greg thought he initially picked them and was trying to take credit for it. I so he's, 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 he's with me. Trying to get, he you know, caught the World Series game by game eight years ago, and now he calls everything right. So, you know, that's how he does you it. Know, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it, uh, <laughs> I ultimately picked, picked Pittsburgh, and I think, uh, I think I'm sticking to it in, in six games. I think I nailed it. But uh, the, I, there, was a, there was a small part of me that, that thought I had switched the Islanders last minute. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, Jordy. I'm calling it Penguins in six. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Where do we want to go next? We're going to go down south to the central. Where do we want to go out west? Um, let's go central. All right. So the central Sunday night, Tampa and Florida. What a game that was. The Florida Panthers almost had it, but Tampa... And Kucherov coming back, just a complete cheat code, to quote a uh, another hockey and podcast Stamkos. god. Uh, yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. But this is uh, the Lightning have gone up now two to nothing. It goes back to Tampa Bay, and I don't know. This is uh, this is one that I did go against the trend, not the brag. I said in seven games though. Does Florida have any pulse left, or is this something that could get out of hand pretty quickly? What do you guys think? Wait, can you remind us of the picks? What, what were the picks? So I had the Lightning in seven. You guys both had Florida, I think. It was – oh, you both had them in seven. We all had a seven-game series here. Does Yikes. this become a, a more close series, or is this uh, dead in the water, uh, are the Panthers? No, honestly, I think – I think. Uh, sorry, Mark. If, if you mind, I'll go first. Game one was easily the best game, and the, and the Bruins have been – and the Capitals have been to three – straight overtime game one was definitely the best game of the playoffs of all every series so far lightning panthers that first period was unreal the second yeah. period matched it in the third period and the overtime were just like out of this world one bounce goes the other way and all of a sudden it's it's one one series going into tampa you know it's it's a little different so that i think is the only thing that's hurting florida um and we'll see how they respond tonight you know another six thirty early start so Tonight, I think, is the backbreaker if, if this is a must-win for, for the Panthers. But, you know, it's hard when Tampa Bay has been here before. They have the, the Kalorns of the world, the, the, you know, the, the, the Wilsons, the, the Kalorns, the scumbags of the world that, that can really be physical. I think the difference between this year's team and last year's team was we didn't know if they're, the lighting defensemen were going to be as uh, – physical and dominant but so far it hasn't hurt them against florida and i think you know florida just there it's similar to what the bruins are running into they're they're a skilled team florida's skilled team and tampa likes to play physical style and right now the physical style of, of tampa because tampa also has speed but the physical style of tampa is is winning out versus uh, florida yeah it's been pretty interesting to watch and it's i think it's all it's gonna get somewhat better but this could be it right if they go up three nothing who knows mark what do you a, think with this was this a two nothing and then two one and then three one empty netter uh right. what, on, game on two, game two? Uh, right, no. let's check out it was there was definitely two nothing i saw that yeah it was two nothing then two one and then it was an empty netter nailed it wow 
profit, man. Mark, what do you think about all of this? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit worried about my Panthers pick with the Lightning going back home now up to nothing um, to a team, a veteran team like like Tampa Bay. I mean, let's remember they were in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2015 that summer, and this guys from that team still are Stamkos, Kucherov, Kalorn, Tyler Johnson, um, who else? Palat or Palais, the left winger. Um, they got, they've been together for a while now and they're all in their prime of their careers. Like, um, they just won a cup last year, um, up to nothing. They didn't have Stamkos and Kucherov together all year during the season. And, and they pulled a little, we talked about that, I believe how they, they snuck around the cap, the rules a little bit. Um, they're, Vez- they're, Vezileski was hurt too for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're a problem. Um, happy if the Bruins get out of the Washington gap series that we won't have to face them next round, but let's neither here nor there. Um, I, I'm, I, yeah, I said Panthers in seven, it's still possible. Um, but they have to figure out their goalie situation. Like who are they going to play? They're going to stick with their 10 million a year guy in Bobrovsky or Drieger who has better, who played better than Bobrovsky did. I think, Bobrovsky got game one and Drieger got game two. That's correct, yeah. yeah. It, so. But look, it was like two goals in the third period. Like, there were breakaways. There was odd man rushes, all this different stuff. So, like, it's not totally his fault, but he has been, you know, last year in the playoffs against the Islanders, he wasn't very good. So, it's a really good question to ask of who to go with or do you go some sort of system thing. I mean, the scoring you got to figure out, though. I think that's a big thing with Florida. They ride or die by that. I think the low-scoring Tampa – physical game that's why they won game two the Panthers just could not solve Vasilevsky but if he's playing that great there's no reason to think that Tampa doesn't sweep this series Tampa's got a 43 percent of the power play too that's lethal yeah it's unreal and I mean they added Kucherov they added Stamkos back it's like it's stuff we we probably should have figured were was happening maybe they were announced when we recorded the episode last week but like it's just insane how good this team still is Greg brought a really good point up about the defensemen but they're playing great and they're figuring stuff out. Hedman, obviously, is unreal. And then the rest of their team, too, has been great. I think I said they only have, like, a pair and a half of defensemen. I sound like a fucking dumbass. They look well, awesome. Yeah, they still have McDonough. They still have Shattenkirk. They still yeah. have, you know, pretty much everyone who was there last year. It's just a matter of, like, how do you how do you, how do do you you think that Kucherov's going to be as good as he is after missing, like, he hasn't played. Yeah, but since. he missed the whole season. He was hurt. He literally, he literally hasn't played since the, since he raced the Stanley yeah, Cup. Since they won the Cup. And Stamkos, like, was hurt for the last month and a half. So, like, I don't, I don't know how anyone – I mean, like we said, we, we probably should have known in hindsight, whatever. But, I mean, I think th- tonight is the big night. If, if, if Florida loses tonight, it's over. If Florida wins tonight, even if they lose game four, it's 3-1, but at least they have that. Two, two the, home games. Right, they, yeah. It was staring them in the face, so – I think they tonight is is make or break for them, and and that'll be the series, and we'll we'll find out more then. But we didn't talk about this too. But Aaron Ekblad, you know, he was having a career year for them. Um, he's first overall yeah, pick in 2014. Yeah. He's an anchor back there for them, assistant captain. Like he's their rock. Uh, he's out the whole year. We didn't even talk about that leading, like predicting the series. So um, that hurts, you know, yeah, that's in, in playoff yeah, yeah. shutdown guy back there. Yeah, those are all great points. But, uh, Craig, you have a final thought before we move on? Uh, don't let the Panthers get on the power play, man. That's a fair that's point. What Tampa, that's what Tampa's been doing. Tampa, that's the difference, right? Tampa's been Tampa's been taking advantage, and, and Florida has a very good power play as well, but they 
they haven't had it as much. Yeah. They haven't had as many power plays. So stay out of the box and hope hope that your power play uh, start start working harder. Get your legs moving. Keep your legs moving so you can generate some penalties. Oh yeah. All right, let's go to the other series. I don't think this is going to take us very long. The Hurricanes are up two nothing. They absolutely demolished the Predators in Carolina. They go back to Nashville starting Saturday night, which has to be awesome that they get that full stadium, which can be rocking. But the Hurricanes have had a full house, and they've looked. It just looks like so much fun to see that whole thing back. Guys, what are your thoughts on this series? Because it's I feel like it's it's definitely over. Mark picked a sweep on this. But I don't know, going back to Nashville, I guess we'll have to see. But Mark, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this? Does Nashville have any sort of shot of getting back into this thing? I don't think so. Unless like Yaros just stands on his head like he did in the towards the end of the year. Um I mean it's eight eight two aggregate after two two games here. Oh, Carolina's up eight two. So like um yeah, I mean, I think if Dallas would probably would have given Carolina a, a tougher matchup, but uh, Hurricanes are a, a problem, a, a wagon. I keep saying the same words, but I had them going to the Final Four, I believe. So, um, yeah, I said sweep. Not much to talk about here um, until Nashville comes to play. Uh, so far, I think, yeah, it's been a blowout pretty much every game. So until yeah. Nashville comes to play, we'll have something to talk about. Greg, what do you think about all this? I'm excited to see Nashville get a home game, home playoff game. You know, the excitement of whatever that was four or five years ago when they went to the cup or whatever. And I'm excited to see if, if they still have fans and if they show out, uh, it was the trendy thing to do back then because it was their first time. And we'll see if, if they get uh, buzzing again and, and if they can steal on at home. But Carolina is Deep, all four lines are rolling. If Ajo is yep. going to if Ajo is going to score goals and Ajo is also going to be that good uh, as an offensive player, then then it's hard to see them losing this series and uh, or losing a game, but also just losing the series in general. Uh, just because your top line scoring along with depth and and good goalie play, and obviously their defenseman Dougie Hamilton, um, noted terrible teammate, but good player. Uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, if if Nashville can win one at home, but um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. What a terrible teammate! What is that about? Uh, that was why they, that was why he was shipped out of Boston and shipped out of Calgary. That was the those are the those are the rumors. Well, it's clearly worked out in Carolina. They really like him down there. I think. Yeah, he's the assistant captain. No, it, it was it's it's obviously. I mean, it's just it's funny. He was young. He was really young in Boston, and he was a little he was a cocky. First round pick, right? Yeah, and he was a little cocky, and and they have that that core that whatever that doesn't take shit, and so they ran him out and ran him over to to Calgary, and Calgary did not like his attitude, and he uh, got run out of there. So ran out of two places, found a nice little home with the no nonsense Hurricanes, and Just going no well. nonsense at all. How about the Hurricanes' American goalie? Huh? He's uh, like I'd never even heard of him. Oh, this, Can't even uh, pronounce his last name. He's had a great regular season, and so far in the playoffs, nine sixty four save Jellovich? percentage. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, twenty five years old from Ohio. Wow, Ohio, a state you don't really hear a lot of uh, hockey players from. Huh? What? Uh, where do you go to college? Uh, I don't know, but isn't we should be prepared for this, boys? Come on. Uh, okay, but Jordy will just cut this out and make us look good later. No, Greg's the big American guy thing. So let's uh. Let's, let's see look, if he gets it. 
his regular season stats are, are sick. Yeah, 23, yeah. 23 games, 15 wins, 1.9 goals against, 932 save percentage. Yeah, well, then, either way, let's move on. We'll go out west. We'll start with the series that I think uh, – Did he play in the playoffs? He played in the OHL, Greg. Played did he play in the playoffs? This goalie, I thought they uh... – You mean the regular yeah. season? No, no, has he played in the play- – he's, he's been their goalie for the playoffs, huh? Yeah. He's good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start 56 with six saves and two goals against. I <laughs> know oh, he's been yeah. unreal. I mean, it's Nashville, but name me name me one goal scorer on Nashville. Um, Johansson, Duchesne. Yeah, what's his Yossi. face? Uh, yeah, Yossi. Uh, Yossi's unreal. Um, Duchesne's been okay. Forsberg. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. Forsberg. Um, old, old. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's go out <laughs> west. Not old. We're going to start with a series that had probably one of the bigger shocks. We said we did not know what the series is were going to be. Colorado ended up winning that game, got the first seed, playing the Blues. They're smacking the Blues around. I'm sure you guys are pumped. But let's start with the two, three. Vegas, Minnesota. The Wild squeak out the first game in OT. Vegas comes, bounces back, and wins three to two um, with. The Golden Knights scoring the first goal, or the uh, the Wild scoring the first goal in Game Two, then they immediately turn around and score, and the Golden Knights did. Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck, you're right. He scored the uh, the game winner, or actually two goals. Um, we all said didn't matter in the West. Vegas and Colorado were meeting the second round. This series has been pretty exciting, though, and I know Vegas really pulled away in that in that second game. It's going back to Minnesota now, tied all tied up. What do we think about this series? Mark, we'll start with you, because I think this is going to get actually pretty interesting. It really depends on Flurry, who's been awesome and has made some pretty incredible saves. But I think that we might be going back to Vegas tied 2-2. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about Wild and how nice of a surprise and story they were all year, and they're just continuing that um, this series. And going back home tied 1-1, you can't ask for much more. So, um, you know, tonight's going to be a big game. This There's... This is gonna. This might tell the tale. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really to predict what's gonna happen, right? I, I, I just I'm not shocked that Wilds making this a series. They're playing well. They're deep. A lot of veterans on their team, and the Knights have have a bit of a situation on their hands. It's not gonna be as easy as they might have thought going in. Um, so looking forward to seeing more. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? No, about I mean, this? I, I, I've, I've been pumping Minnesota for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and big fan. I, I think I even said in our preview, I was like, if if Minnesota plays Colorado, I think it's a very close game. But I ultimately thought that Vegas was a similar team, and I thought that the similar team of Vegas and Minnesota, I thought ultimately Vegas is more like talented, top to bottom. So I thought it'd be a, an easier series for them. But I thought Minnesota would be a problem, especially for Colorado. Um, and now they're going to be a problem for it sounds like Vegas. I mean, it's. It's hard uh, if I'm Vegas. It's hard to say you lost one nothing in overtime. You know, you didn't really do much wrong defensively. It's all about you know offense. Yeah. yeah, and and it's two physical teams that like to play down low. You know, Jordan Greenway, BU kid, uh, on the game winner. Yeah, on the game winner in overtime, game one. You know, he uh, grinded out down low, threw it to the front, nice little move, and and you know, I think ultimately this game is going to be one in those areas, right behind the net down low in those grind out areas and Vegas four lines are better than, than Minnesota's four lines. But 
if Minnesota can continue to play defensively and continue to keep the goals to, to two to three, and it's just a matter of can Minnesota solve Flurry? Right yeah, now they've right. scored two two goals in two games. And Cam like, that's Talbot's not gonna been win. pretty good throughout this whole right. series. Right, yeah, Cam Tellers been really good and, and former Carolina Hurricane, but that's former not – Former a lot you know, of guys. <laughs> a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah. Two, two goals is not is not beating Marc-Andre Fleury in two games. So if they can figure out some scoring and they can get the that Mark's rookie that Mark no one was on this rookie but until Mark said it on the podcast and then all of a sudden Kapritzov. Everyone exploded on him. So I feel like Mark uh Mark, more proof. Mark more should proof get like five percent of his career earnings. Say, man, proof, let's negotiate proof, the deal. More proof the pro guys are in sales. To call him up. Call him up. Yeah, right. Call. Watch so, him. Watch him live, and you'll see. You'll. you'll he's know. so good. He's so much he's fun special. to watch. But yeah. he needs. To, he he needs. I mean, maybe Vegas done a good job with the last change and and neutralizing five on five, and we'll see if what Minnesota does, what matchups they go with, because that's huge. If you can get him away from away from the top line and maybe away from uh, Riley, former former Bruin, if you can get him away from him, maybe you'll. He'll have more freedom and, and get open more, but that, you have to be able to solve Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, that's that's the key. I feel like too their penalty kill is pretty solid and it has been pretty solid so far. But if Vegas gets their power play really rolling, they had one goal, the second tuck goal uh, that that pretty much put it away. It was three one late in the third period. Um, and if, and Minnesota Minnesota is known to be a defensive team, so like yeah. we knew Vegas was going to struggle to score, and that was always going to be the case. It's, the 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 best part about again the best part about uh, Golden Knight Vegas right now is that they're holding Minnesota to nothing. So yeah, if Minnesota can figure out how to score, I think this is a very much a seven game series, like you and, said, Jordan. I, and, I think and, that's what the sorry for interrupting, you, Mark. I just think going back to the off season and making the defensive moves they did, they moved Alec Martinez. They obviously signed Petrangelo. Like I think that really goes into why that was so crucial and why they're able to to do this obviously Vegas is a really good team and we expected them to be at this point but I don't know I just feel like those moves while like Petrangelo might not be on the score sheet yet uh I don't know if he has an assist or not but you know I just feel like he's such a he's such a cornerstone to that to figure out you know with all that so I feel like that's going to be something that if they get out of the series if they get all the way to like the cup final again or even win it that's going to be something that probably is going to be you know the move of the off season. Hey, I was just going to say, keep an eye out for my boy Kaprizov popping off tonight. I mean, he's a rookie, remember? He's a 24-year-old rookie, but this the playoffs is a whole nother league than the regular season. So. Yeah, it's, when, it's when guys make their names for themselves. There's playoff heroes that barely have any goals in their, their career in the regular season, or I mean, they get called, obviously, the you know, college call-ups and all that sort of stuff. But this guy can make a, a put himself completely on the map, make himself a household name in, you know, across America. The, the intensity is just ramped up, like, if they played this hard during the regular season, guys would be on stretchers constantly. Like, this is just a whole new speed. So give them some time to get acclimated. He's got no points in two games. They're going back home right now, tied 1-1. Uh, they're due to score some goals. So keep an eye out for him. Um, and I, I still think Vegas takes this series, but hopefully I want to see the Wild make it interesting. Yeah. Let's go over to the other series. The, the Avalanche, I mentioned, are completely beating the wheels off of the Blues. Nathan McKinnon has seven points in two games. Landon Scott gets five points in two games. Rantanen, four points. Uh, Don Eunice, Don Skoy? Don Skoy. Don Skoy, all right. There we go. Hey, pronounce the name right for once. Three points in two games. These guys are just absolutely beating the crap out of the Blues. Is there any hope that this thing gets interesting going back to St. Louis, or we, uh, or you guys don't even care because you hate the Blues? 
I think there's hope. I mean, their Blues just won a Stanley Cup two years ago. They're veteran group, battle-tested, still have that core in there. Um, yeah, they've gotten blown out. Not Petrangelo. Two- <laughs> yeah, they got Krug now, right? That's yeah. a big replacement. Um, no, I mean, we'll see. This third game is going to tell the tale of the story. If they go down 3 nothing, it's over. But I-, I won't be surprised if they come back and make it interesting to going back home now. Uh, but yeah, Colorado, once they get rolling, holy crap. But Kadri might be out next game, so that could play. Yeah. play a- so let's talk about that. Uh, Greg, I know I didn't ask your opinion, but you can jump on both of these. Nazem Kadri with another high hit in the playoffs. He has a meeting. I have not seen if he's been suspended yet or not, but you got to think he misses at least a game. Greg, what's your thoughts on the series? What's your thoughts on Kadri? All this sort of stuff. Because that was a wild hit, <laughs> uh, and it was not good. Yeah, I think uh, Blues, plain and simple, don't have an answer for McKinnon in that first line of the Avs. I think uh, O'Reilly does not have the speed and everything to keep up with him. But um, that, I mean, McKinnon get a hat trick last night—that's the difference, and, and ultimately, that's going to be the why they win. And Kadri last—I mean, watching that play, you could argue. Five years ago, that that doesn't warrant any type of penalty or suspension or anything. I don't think he got a penalty on the play at the time, did he? Uh, I'd have to check that, but I, I don't think so. But the, I don't but think the, so. I think know, it was out. Of, it was off the play. Right. I mean, it was the. But the guy's in a vulnerable position. He's taking a shot. He's kind of vulnerable. You know, it's it, he had the puck. I mean, in theory, it was it was clean. But it's also a player safety thing. Of you know, you gotta at some point you gotta either keep your hands down or know when a guy's in a vulnerable, vulnerable position, you know, it's, it's tough because if it was McKinnon or if it was, if it was a number one guy, the conversation is so much different. Like, you know, we talked about like when Wilson jumped up and smoked Carlo in the head and Carlo being the number two, if not number one defenseman on the Bruins, like it's a much different conversation than if it was the seventh or sixth defenseman, you know? So that's the that's the shitty part of it, but I think ultimately, Kadri. At some point, you have like, you have to have your hands low. You ha- you can't. The guys are in vulnerable position in shooting. You have to. You wouldn't want that happening to you, I guess. Is is my larger point. So yeah. there's there's a human element element of not being a scumbag. I understand things happen quick. It's going a mile, they're going super fast. Blah blah blah. But you know, like, there he's a guy like Tom Wilson. Like Tom Wilson has been. They were talking about it find over like three million dollars in his career or one million 1.5 million dollars i think they said in the broadcast the other day like something crazy like that so it's like i cadre is a very similar in in that so to me you gotta you know you gotta he can't help himself greg he's a, little, he's a cokehead scumbag he's just a, that's <laughs> who he is keep, like, you gotta keep your hands down i guess is my point you gotta keep your hands down you have to uh you have you have to human element to it. I understand. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. He can't help himself. It's just who he is. Like, yeah, he's gonna talk nice, say he's not gonna do it again. He'll control himself. He's getting older now, but when it comes down to it, and the adrenaline's running, he's just gonna he's gonna go out for the kill. That's just what he does. Um, hopefully, he learns his lesson the rest of the playoffs, and he only gets suspended once. But you never know. That'd be a fun bet to make. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh true. That'd be but, insane to, to bet on suspensions and how long that kind of stuff would go. <laughs> McKinnon, 61 points in his career, playoff career in 42 games. Hey, it's That's only like, his first hat trick in the playoffs, which I was shocked to find out. 
Yeah, like I can't even do that and be a pro mode on rookie in NHL. Like this guy <laughs> is McDavid esque. Like yeah. he's sick. I love the Avalanche. I loved him in the nineties when they had Forsberg Sackick and I, I love him again with McCarr, McKinnon, Landis Gog. Yeah, we didn't even mention uh, Kill McCarr. He had the first goal of the, of the playoffs for them and he's been awesome. I mean he's just it's nuts how Joe Sackick built this team. Joe, he's a legend. He, yeah, I, absolute legend. Can you get in? Is it like baseball too. where you could get in as like a GM as well as a player, or is he like is he in the hockey hall of fame and they'll just add to like wherever think, you know his name is in there? I wonder if you could. I mean, he's already in, but or he well, he should be in there if he's not. But yeah, I wonder if you can. He's been retired for twenty years. Of course, he's in. Well, they do. They do because they do induct GMs and they do induct. People yeah, like yeah. That, well, so. like baseball, you can be like you can get in as yeah. a coach. After yeah. your you know playing career, I think like Tony yeah. Larusa did that. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's all around no brainer. Average Jordy, anything on, on uh, Mark's quote unquote cokehead cadre before we move on to Canada no, and we can uh, end this thing. So you mentioned it like five years ago might not be a penalty. I feel like that's when this started to make a turn. Like right as McKinnon was coming into his own and McDavid was coming to the league, Eichel was coming to the league. I feel like that's when. You know, obviously, that's like when the NFL was really, really getting cracked down on head injuries. Um, as a side note, I watched the Scott Stevens on Eric Lindros hit, which it, it makes this elbowing look like a fucking love tap. And that that was completely legal then. There was no penalty on that. Um, but it is, you know, I don't, obviously, you guys have the shared history of him on the Maple Leafs against the against the Bruins, but. He, you know, last year was good in the playoffs and didn't do any of this sort of stuff. So I don't know if it's he just gets excited. I, I have no idea about the cokehead comment, but I don't know. It'll. I think he gets suspended <laughs> a game, and we'll see how they go. You did um, not want to touch that with a pole. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I don't. You know, I'm not not a drug guy, so I can't comment. But um, anyway. Uh, anyway. Let's, move up. let's, move yeah, up let's go to Canada. Three. So the first Canadian playoff game was played last night. The Oilers and the Jets. Mark and I were talking about this before you jumped on, Greg, of that we thought the Oilers were a complete lock. The Jets were missing whoa, a couple whoa, players. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't give any spoilers away. Just recap the game. We'll get we'll go into it. Well, I was gonna make it really quick. They lost four one. The Jets there it is. looked really good. They had all of their guys firing. And the first two guys that scored, Tucker Pullman, a, a name who's been around the league, the Dominic I almost call him Dominic Toretto from Fast and Furious. Dominic Tominato. Toninato? Toninato. He scored. Uh, I've never heard of him before. But then Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler got on the on the board. Connor Hellebuck, who I feel like we all, we didn't discount him, but we didn't think that he was going to stand up to the the onslaught that we thought McDavid, Dreitzeidel, and all those guys were going to bring on. But, Greg, we'll start with you. What do you think of this series, and, and how do you think the rest of it's going to go? Yeah, Ryder, former Bruin, Stanley Cup champ. Um yeah, I think Hellebuck, we always, well, we didn't say it, but all of us knew, know in the back of our head because he's American and a stud. He was going to win at least one game minimum for you, right? Like, I think I, I think Mark might have mentioned him, but Hellebuck, we knew, could very easily win a game for Winnipeg just because you add the defensive style, you add having on real goalie. You know, you can't, you can't ask one line to score every single night and bring it every single night. And I think feel like it stinks it's game one, but it's also a good wake-up call because the Oilers were red hot coming down the stretch. Granted, they had a weaker schedule. Red hot coming down the stretch. The Jets were a little fumbling down the stretch, but got lucky because everyone else in the Canadian division stunk. 
Um, so almost like, like Carolina and Nashville, like one super hot, one super cold. You think that would go the, the way of the super hot team, but Connor Hellebuck uh, proved to be the great equalizer and, and Ellers came back for Winnipeg. So, you know, I don't, I still think it's, it's Edmonton and, and let's say five or six, but um, it may not be the cakewalk that we, we expected, but I think it's one game. No need to panic. You knew Hellebuck was going to win one game minimum for, for Winnipeg. Yeah. It's worth noting too, 33 shots by the Oilers and obviously only one goal and then only 20 shots uh, on Mike Smith for, for Edmonton, obviously a couple more with empty netters in there, but uh, that's a shot discrepancy that I would not have expected. Winnipeg can get, you know, get some shots on net. Um, we also, we also, we also kind of, we also kind of knew that Smith was weak, right? Yeah, we knew that. Why is is he there goalie? Yeah. I'm not sure why he, he was there. Maybe the experience he's played well at certain points. You know, maybe they just don't trust Koskinen because he didn't play well against uh, the Blackhawks last year, but I don't know. It's uh, that's probably the biggest question mark for him. I'm going to say it goes six games for that reason. You know, I don't think the Edmonton scoring slows down, but I think Winnipeg keeps it going. I think Edmonton's offense gets going. So these are going to be, you know, maybe some four, three, five, four type games. Um, but if, if Winnipeg wants to lock all windows and doors and, and go that defensive route, you know, I think Edmonton still figures it out. So I think Edmonton gets this done in six, but Mark, what's your take on all this? Yeah. I mean, Greg, uh, laid it out perfectly. Um, Hellebuck had an unreal game, um, stole one for them. I, I'm completely shocked. I thought I was so confident I was going to win that game. Um, Mike Smith in that 20 shots, like, come on, man. Um, I think Oilers are going to smoke them game two. Might like bet half my bank account on it. That's how confident <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I, I, I like, they need to find a goaltender. We've been saying that about them year after year. Um, Cause they got to do it for McDavid and dry saddle. Like they got to, I know I'm talking ahead here. Let's, let's just focus on the series. Um, I still think Oilers, you know, make it out in six, maybe five, but um yeah, I mean, yeah, and, it's only been one game so far, and it was an upset. So we'll see. And I think I think something to go into it is like Edmonton Senator played the Senators, the Flames, the Jets, the right. the Flames, the Canucks. Like they had a relatively easy schedule coming down. Like maybe that's something to be considered. But um, I think you're right, Mark Smith needs to, or their goaltender. Their goaltending needs, needs to be a lot better. Needs be, yeah, it needs to be figured out. You need to Can think- I ask a question? Yeah. Why were they playing their starters like McDavid in those meaningless games towards the end of the year? They wanted him to win a whatever, right? Well, he won. The, he won the Art Ross by far, but maybe it, he maybe already he had a hundred points. Yeah, he already had a hundred points. Maybe he wanted to play. He didn't want to. He didn't want to get stale. I don't know. Um, yeah, the the end of the season stuff because all of this was decided so long. Oh ago. Oh my God, Jordy! Sorry to cut you off. It was Hellebuck's birthday as well. Oh my! Guaranteed, guaranteed. Oh, we yeah. should have known that. Oh, should have known that. Oh, wow! Guarantee, guarantee. Oh, for, for Winnipeg. There was another goalie that lost on his birthday. I'm pretty sure. So, so it was it was one one midway through the third. Winnipeg took a took the lead, and then there was two empty netters. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. On his birthday, kid kid let up one goal into the third, 32 I saves. think Craig come Anderson might have lost that game. The, the game of the Ruins won. I think it might have been Craig Anderson's birthday. Least surprising news. Oh, in Game Seven. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I mean, no. You're saying two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, regardless, though. Sorry. I think this. Sorry. I mean, 
I think the next series and the final one we're going to talk about is going to be the more entertaining one. But I'm glad we have something here because I, like I mentioned, I was very, very heavily on the the Oilers um, and thinking they were going to get it done. And I still think they do. But I don't know that it's a it's a nice, refreshing surprise to see the Jets come out firing because they went from being this perennial central division threat to you know kind of just out without a whimper kind of feeling i don't know uh over the last couple seasons you know they got all the way to the western conference finals and all that stuff when vegas went and you know kind of oh bad shot there from brendan grace but um fell out there sorry it was it was very uncharacteristic for a guy that's leading the golf tournament but regardless i think this is gonna be fun but let's go to the final series kicks off tonight you all will know the result of it the Maple Leafs and the Canadians, Leafs absolute wagon. We talked about this a couple uh, in the last show. They won seven of their ten games. They last met in the 1979 playoffs when it wasn't even divided by conference. It was the the set late 70s and early 80s were crazily drawn up, but they last met then. They just announced that if this series goes to six games. AKA the last game Montreal would, would theoretically host in this Montreal's allowed to have fans in it, which is crazy because Ontario is still locked down where Toronto is. That being said, the Canadians, I feel like are completely outclassed in this series. I forget what I said last show. Oh, I said Toronto at four. Yeah. I still think that I think Toronto steamrolls. This is your chance to change your prediction. No, I'm not changing my prediction. Steamroll. Redeem yourself, Jordy. Redeem yourself. Yeah, redeem redeem yourself from the Edmonton, from the Edmonton, from the Edmonton sweep or whatever. The other. No, I said Edmonton in six. You had, oh no, Mark had him in a sweep. You had him in five. Uh, So Greg can still be right. Mark had him in a sweep. I have Toronto in a sweep. You guys have him in five. I'm sticking. It was one of their series. You had a sweep that was wrong already. Yeah, the Penguins. Pittsburgh. I I had Carolina in a sweep. Which uh, Um, you might be right. Yeah. So. So, I mean, no, Greg had Montreal, Carolina sweep. You had Carolina at five. Montreal's getting people back. Gallagher came back. You know, they're getting people back. They like to be physical. The thing, the thing that's different about this Maple Leafs team is they're not going to get pushed around like yeah, they have in years past. They're a physical team. They had the Wayne it's, train. They got Joe Thornton. Years they got past, guys they would beat the wheels off of guys. Exactly. Years past, they would they would get steamrolled by like beat up on by the Big Brother Bruins and and Big Brother Lightning. The issue still is their defense, and what are they going to get out of their goaltending? But ultimately, I mean, Montreal. This is another. This is another. Like we talked about this. This is another one of those series that, like, um, in terms of Vegas and Minnesota, it's like the same team, but Toronto's just so much deeper, yeah. right? Like it's the they same team, similar goaltending situation with an older guy who's good, but the younger guy who's knocking on the door. Same sort of thing. It's just one team is deeper than the other, like with Vegas and, and Minnesota. And I think this, yes, Montreal gets healthy, but they they stumbled in the playoffs. Toronto's a wagon. I'm sticking to whatever. What did I say? Five? You said in six. Five. Yeah, I'm sticking to five. And uh, it's a shame. The only thing I'll say, it's a shame that no, like the one time we have a Canadian playoff, there's no, uh, we can't, we can't get fans. In All it. right. No, that would be incredible. So, Sorry, well, Mark, I guess uh, we get it if it goes to six games, but none of us think they're going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah the fact I mean, this game is on. Sorry, Mark. That this game tonight is on NHL Network. Like NBC couldn't well, even fucking pick it up. Well, game NBC, two is on CNBC. 
Well, NBC can't get there. They can't get their crew up there. I guess so, but the second game is on CNBC. Why yeah, don't they put this on at least NBC Sports Network? Because Montreal's not good, like you said. You're 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 predicting a sweep. Like that's why. I guess so, but it's the they're premier gonna, Canadian rivalry. They're gonna go up there for. They're gonna go up they there. They put for Yankees Red Sox on when the Yankees stink, and the Red Sox would steamroll them. Nice. Thank you for saying it that way, not the other way. Um, they did though. <laughs> Look, they were on national TV. Their playoff series when the Red Sox fucking. Oh no, they didn't sweep them because David Price stunk. But they they'll were on. It. They were on. They'll do a Toronto fucking ESPN. Versus, they'll do Toronto versus Edmonton. Hopefully. Greg, by the way, I, to, with the PGA on, I, fu- I think, I honestly can't remember if I had watched ESPN Plus for live sports prior to that. I know I've used it for like 30 for 30s and everything. But uh, their presentation with the PGA was pretty good. So I think it, it's good opportunity, them showing a lot of good highlights on SportsCenter. I think it should ease your fear about ESPN having hockey next year. Yeah, I, and I also think it's funny, it's funny you say that because Mark and I were talking about this when we watched the game together. NBC has the new like logo now for the playoffs. Oh yeah, did, like, it's the, so the funny. Base, They're about to the drop base, hockey. Yeah, they did the baseball diamond. Like it's almost like a we don't care. We'll just we we'll yeah, just they don't try give a shit. Yeah, yeah, we'll just try something we always wanted to try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it will be interesting to see if Pierre Maguire like if he leaves NBC and tries to get signed by ESPN. Aren't they offering <laughs> Wayne Gretzky like an ass ton of money to try to get him? They should. That'd be sick. I think they are. Unlikely uh, though. He guy loves the golf. I mean, he could, you know, there's a, you get him, you get him in the LA office where plus, they, uh, they have Stan Verrett and Linda Cohn as they just qu- saying. kept saying oh. it. Uh, plus who, who wants to be, who wants to be like with Barry Melrose and like, that's your go-to guy, you know, like, well, Butchergrass, you, you figure he has to be at least on one of the crews that's going to be on there. He's yeah. awesome with college hockey. True. Uh, Sorry, Mark. Mark yeah. Ahead, yeah we, yeah, we've yeah. been complete derailed, uh, Typical Greg and me, but what's your thoughts on this series? Yeah, I'm going to try my best salesman technique and try to persuade you. Uh, do a little bit of a 180 from what you were talking about. Uh, I don't know. Like, this might kill – this might ruin my credibility. But I, I have some weird instinctual inkling that the Habs are going to make this a series, and I think they take game one. Not the series, but I think they take game one. I mean, remember what they did last year in the playoffs. They upset somebody. They They – we're a bit of a, a, a tough out in the playoffs. And I saw a highlight the other night of Carey Price breaking a stick in practice. Cause oh, he let yeah, it in a goal. Like, this is, he let him a soft goal too. It was just like a guy coming down. If you haven't seen this kind of, you know, warm ups where everybody's kind of throwing it right in the goalies pads. And it like, I think he tried to go for the glove save, but haphazardly and it went in and he freaked out. Yeah. I mean, this is it for him. Like these, he's getting a bit older now. Um, he could, you know, solidify his, his, his legacy here. If he, if he beats a rival, this is like the Yankees Red Sox type series hasn't happened. Like you said, since 79. Um, and I'd like, like him over Jack Campbell was no playoff experience. Yeah. He had an unreal season. His stats are ridiculous, but playoffs, like we've talked about, it's a whole nother league. It's not the regular season. Um, you got guys like Corey Perry who's a rat out there to Foley won a cup with the Kings uh, Gallagher's back and healthy. Like, uh, this could be a tough matchup. Weber's back, but like Leafs have that first change tonight at home, so they can like hide Matthews away from Weber. Um, but you know, I could see Carey Price stealing a game, and and the Leafs are such a like a, a favorite. But this isn't the NBA, right? It's a, it's a hockey game. It's the beauty of the sport. Anything can happen. Anything has so much pressure. So, so much pressure on the Leafs. Thornton, Tavares, like 
hometown guys like this i could see them pajama boy the leafs the leafs choke that's what they do they just choke and i could see them you know scaring their fans a little bit but over time i think i think they get all the way to the final four and either play the bruins in that round or in the finals and that's when they choke yeah i think i think they win the series but i think they lose a couple games yeah i I think i'd stick in with a sweep but i I wouldn't be shocked if, if Montreal steals a game like they did against the Flyers last year and they did against the Penguins. Um, they're they're going to be a tougher out than I feel like I'm giving them credit for. I just this Leafs team is too good to not to to try to discount on that way. That's where I'm coming from, at least in the first round, to really and, see and, where they come out. In Montreal, like fired Claude Julian and Mark, as you remember, Claude is like built for playoff runs, and that's probably why they did so well last year. I just, you're right. They are going to steal a game or two, and it could be the first one. And they're everyone, they're getting healthy guys, and the narrative, blah blah blah. But I feel like Toronto. I mean, Matthews especially is prime. This dude had a season. If it wasn't for he scored wasn't forty for, goals in like fifty something games. Could you imagine if, they played a whole season? That's what I'm saying. He he. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for McDavid playing the easiest schedule in the world, they played uh, the same. Oh, I actually I no. Like, there's some some that played nine, some that played ten. I feel like I feel like I feel like Matthews would have been the MVP, like hands down. I mean, this dude had an absolute season. He's motivated. They got Jumbo Joe. He's trying to win a cup before he goes out. Wayne Train. He's Spencer. Yeah, especially That's coming a, off yeah. of, coming off a cup loss last year, like Pelino. The 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 problem again, yeah, big big uh, pickup there. But the problem is again is that fucking decor and goalie. It's the same yep. problem they had. We even yep. mentioned Jeff Petrie. I feel like he yep. could have a big series. But the, it's but, the same, Jordy. It's the same. Like we, we talked about this for years. Like oh, the Bruins need a second line scorer. Guess yeah. what they did? They went out and got one. The, the the Toronto has they always got, needed a goalie. They got a first a first line score. Put him on the second line. He's unreal. <laughs> the Bruins, the, the the Maple Leafs have always needed defenseman depth outside of O'Reilly. They need a defenseman and they need a goalie. And they Riley, they, yeah, Riley, O'Reilly. They have, on a they have team. defensive depth, Greg. That TJ Brody's really good. He Jake Muzzin's really a shutdown guy. Bogosian's uh, playoff experience. He's your old teammate. Like, he won a Stanley Cup last year. He's Bogosian. Can we talk about how he's like he's gonna maybe win two Stanley Cups? in a row and he last year was a waiver deal from Buffalo the Pat, the Pat Maroon yeah the Pat Maroon the weird waiver deal and then this I feel like that deal was he a part of that salary dump trade for, that the Lightning did to like be able to keep all their dudes I think he was a free agent I think he was just he was a one year deal okay. he just yeah. signed with them but again like they it, it worked out because Toronto needed them but you know we'll see we'll see what they this round obviously notwithstanding but it, we'll see what they do coming down uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking to my at least in five or six, or whatever I said originally. Yeah, I think Watch. Toronto wins. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna st- stand my ground and stay with the four. I'm probably wrong because I think that I just think this team is that good. Watch the Habs struggle to score, and then they bring in Caulfield, and he saves the day for them. Yeah, is he playing? Oh, he's he no, no. Oh, he's scratched they, for they, game one. They scratched yep. him, and they scratched Katsuniemi or whatever that. The, the Katsuniemi. Oh, he was unreal last year. He scratched playoffs. too. That's they, they, bullshit. They, they, Why they are they scratched you? What's funny is everybody's gonna know like how this game went, and we're like yelling out all this shit, and they're like, "Oh, these idiots!" But that's that's the rumor. That's the rumor that they're scratching their three young studs. That's oh, that's disappointing. I mean, yeah, yeah Romanoff. It's it's probably it's probably Romanoff was unreal in the playoffs too. It, it's probably because of physical play. They they don't think that those three can be physical. That's probably what. It well, is. that was the but whole we'll thing see. with with Caulfield in the draft was he's small, and people were afraid like, yeah, yeah this guy so can score Jack juniors Hughes. and all this sort of stuff. So and they were Jack Hughes. Yeah, well, then Jack Hughes put on put on weight, but like 
Caulfield was a mid was a mid teens round pick, but he fell in yeah. team like the Flyers straight out of the pick to get for him and ended up drafting Cam York later in the first round because they were afraid he was too small. Charlie Romanov's a rookie. D. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're they're, right, you're they're, right. They're, they're three rookies who are... who are. are Kakanyemi played in the playoffs. Kakanyemi, you know, Kakanyemi's not a rookie, but he's, yeah. he's like, been in the league two or three years. He also, like, doesn't speak a word of English, French-Canadians. Um, yeah, Jordy, I've, I'm excited. Tonight's a big night of games, and tomorrow's a big night of the games, and um, it's great because the NBA, they're playing games have been a joke, so this is, like... Oh, the, the Lakers... The, the Lakers... League. Sick league. The Lakers yeah, game <laughs> was pretty sweet. I gotta oh, stop admit. it. It was not sweet. The the fucking the, LeBron saying, "Oh, I saw three baskets and I put yeah, it in the middle." Yeah, that's an absolute <laughs> joke. What a crazy person! Oh my god, take a, take a puck to the face. What buddy. a tryhard! What a tryhard <laughs> comment. Dude, I love me? too the the still shots of LeBron like kind of looking at people and then flopping. <laughs> dude, it's such a tryhard. It's such a tryhard comment too. Like, all right, dude, I get it. You got poked in the eye. You don't like you hit the game winning shot. If you didn't hit the game winning shot, I guarantee he wouldn't have said anything about his eye. He would have been, oh, I'm fine. I'll be fine for the next game. Yeah. But it's all it's because he it's because he hit the game winning shot. He wants to look like even more of a hero. He wants he wants people to think that he's he's MJ with the flu, LeBron with his eye. Like he, I wouldn't be surprised. In if a he didn't playing face. game, do you see that exactly. they're the first seven seed to be the favorites in a series? And I think I in major sports I wouldn't be surprised history, if he put on a face mask, but anyway. He's put on the face mask before. I'm saying for the first, for the first round. Whoa, but anyway, whoa, whoa, uh, the, NHL play- the, the NHL playoffs are flying around, and uh, the NBA is a joke, and uh, Jordy start, ultimately. Sixers start Sunday, baby. They don't know who they're yeah, playing because of this play-in shit. I was going to say, but who's stopping Joel? Who's stopping Joel? Who is stopping um, Joel? If they play the fucking Washington Wizards, Joel, who's stopping Joel Embiid on, the, on that team? Rory Hachimura? No. I mean, no fucking I mean, way. Who, who's stopping Tatum? Not not Kyrie, I'll tell you that. Not Kyrie. Oh, I'd love it if the Celtics upset <laughs> the Nets. Um, I love that the the Knicks have basically taken away all like the clout from the Nets because the Knicks made the playoffs for the first time in however many years. And like the Nets are supposed to be this like super team that, that should run away with the title. They're the three seed. The Knicks make yeah. the playoffs for the first time. They're the fucking four seed. And people yeah. in New York are just going completely eight shit, putting the Nets right back in their place. Yeah, and and you're a thousand percent right. Like the Knicks are far superior, and yeah. the Nets are actually have a chance to win. And yet the talk is solely about the Knicks. The Knicks. Last uh, basketball point that relates back to hockey: Derek Rose walking in to I think uh, the, like practice or something. I saw this picture in Rangers gear. Nice hockey guy. New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's great. But, guys, any last thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Let's give our predictions for the four games tonight. Just rapid fire. Uh, all right, so we got Leafs, Canadians. I'm digging the Leafs. No, goals. I, give us goals, Jordy. Uh, no, just win. Just Let's no, just no. – all right. I'm going Leafs, Penguins, um, Lightning, and what's the other game? The Knights are wild. Uh, I'm going with the Knights. I'm going the chalk. I I would not be shocked to see the Wild win that game though. I'm going Knights, Panthers because they need to win, must win. Knights, if they don't, it's a sweep. Knights, Panthers. Um, I'm going the Islanders at home. You know, another another uh, at home, and I don't want, I don't want Pittsburgh to be done early. So Islanders, and then uh, yeah, Toronto, no brainer. Love it. I love it. I'm going 
away from my prediction of the Panthers and seven. I'm going to go Lightning, Islanders, Habs, Minnesota. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, so or boys, completely different picks. Huge. Yeah, it is huge. Boys, we uh, we will not be back next week. I'm taking a week off, going on a mini moon. going to be in Asheville, North Carolina. So for the listeners out there, that's a little programming note. We won't be back. Maybe we do Sunday right after I get back, Memorial Day, if you guys aren't uh, too busy I mean, partying. The, as I say, the Bruins are playing Sunday, so we'll have to uh... – No, no, no. A week from Sunday, nine days from now. Oh. Then the Bruins will be in the second round. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's when we do our second round preview. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. I fly back next Friday, so we'll uh, we'll see how all that goes. But I appreciate you guys hopping on and doing this. I'm glad we were able to get something out here. Hey, congrats on getting married. Yeah, you know, it happened a month congrats. and a half ago. You were there. It was good great. Luck. Good luck uh, in your honeymoon. Mini moon. Um, Mini moon. Good luck. Uh, COVID's uh, given so- us two weddings and two, two honeymoons. So that's at least luck, the one nice thing it could have done. Yeah, championship game, my last softball game ever. Why ever? You, don't retire. Come on. What are you, 25? Hey, You're in your prime. I'm don't ruin five. that golden voice celebrating too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to do it before the game. <laughs> nice. Oh, well played, Mark. Well played, yeah. Mark. Oh, I love it. But, boys, it was a lot of fun. We don't will... ruin that golden voice. Oh, yeah. It's great. Fucking Phil Mickelson right now putting. But, boys, we will catch you later. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the baseball. If you like basketball. Enjoy the basketball. Everyone have a good weekend. Oh. Oh. Have fun. And peace. Go bees. <laughs>